My name's Nick. I'm the owner of Kevlar Joe's and I'm the roaster. I'm an Air Force Security Forces veteran, a dad to three wild boys, and a husband to my wife, Crystal, and a coffee enthusiast. From a family in a small town in Missouri, we started with the simple idea of crafting a perfectly bold cup of coffee. Inspired by wellness and countless pots of stale coffee while deployed, we wanted to craft a bold, clean, and smooth coffee. So we did. And we realized we wanted to share this coffee with our friends. Lord knows we could all use a good cup of coffee right about now. From the farm to your coffee cup, there's nothing like a good, well-crafted, and bold cup of coffee. No matter what time of the day, it's there to pick you up, motivate you, and relax you. We hope you enjoy our coffee. Be bold, be humble, be Kevlar. And you can find Kevlar Joe's Coffee Company anytime you want at www.kevlarjoe.com. And for listeners of the Dig Bible Podcast, use the code, all caps, DIG20, whenever you're checking out to get a 20% off discount. Enjoy. Hey, this is Trey Smith with the Dig Podcast. God bless every last one of you on the other side of the screen. We should read our Bible as men digging for buried treasure. The Bible is the world's most popular enigma. Its secrets lost to cultures beneath the sands of time. Or is it? It is the glory of God to conceal things but the glory of kings is to search things out. God wants you to seek, to read his word, to, to look for that knowledge. He wants you to do that. And the people at Nicaea, they like chopped out 80 books of the Bible. We need to bring those back. There's more bad guys in this thing than a Bruce Willis Let's back it up here. I I love the intro to your show because it's exactly right. There's these nuggets of gold in his word. As you guys always say on the show, you you gotta dig it. Dig it. Show us your nuggets. God, our creator, lies outside of time and space and matter. I feel like God's gonna be like, hello, McFly! You ain't got it so far, then. There are secret societies think that they are the descendants of the giant. I mean, isn't isn't this exciting? I mean, you read it, it's like, wow. The Nephilology Roundtable. But these angels were taken to help immediately. Do not pass gold, do not collect $200. You're out of the game. Dirty hands means clean theology. Can you dig it? Welcome back. You're listening to the Dig Bible Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Steve. And we're back. We're back. I love it. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. Well, I'm glad. You got pigs. I got pigs. You got one for me. I did. We we got a few pigs in the... uh, We're still working on becoming as self-sufficient as possible. Um I just, I mean, look at groceries every day. Did you see that uh, little meme about how Bidenomics is making you stronger because you can carry $70 uh, worth of groceries with one pinky? <laughs> Man. <laughs> you don't, I thought need that was, go, don't need to go to the gym I thought that was Bidenomics. pretty funny. <laughs> I like that. But, uh, but anyway, we... Um, I like this hand grenade you got me here. Uh, the, the, the salt. <laughs> it's a hand grenade salt shaker look it's in the shape of a pineapple hand grenade well the only shrapnel is going to make your food taste delicious so i mean hey can't be mad about that but i don't even know if i want to open it well liz Liz saw it in the store and she goes this just screams ben i said get it (laughs) get it (laughs) but it was we um 
we've been jumping around a little bit. We've done a couple of episodes here and there and recorded some things. And um, we uh, are jumping back into the Bible study. We haven't we haven't done a, a well, we've done a few Bible studies. We're actually a few ahead. But um, we want to jump in here and, and get a few more chapters of Acts in. And uh, we're going to do 24 through 26 today, just kind of looking over, doing a, a summary, and then kind of, once again, pulling out the nuggets that kind of speak to us and, and what we what, what God kind of uses, you know, while we're reading Acts to um, to speak to us. Like, what, what are we pulling out of this? What is its application to us? What are we supposed to learn from this? Because, you know, every time we read the Bible— we're supposed to take something from it. There's a reason it's there. Yes, it was written to a certain group of people at a certain time, but the reason that this word's lasted as long as it has is because God has given his word to us so that we can learn from it and we can live by it. So that's one of the reasons, and it was Ben that, that wanted to put this into the into the Bible study here. So I'll go ahead and uh, I'll open this up a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you for every blessing that we have, everything we don't deserve, but you continue to please, or you continue to give us these things and we don't, we don't deserve them. Just continue to help this show reach the one person it needs to reach. Help it find its way to the one person that needs to hear the message and that it brings that person closer to you, Lord. That's all we can pray for. And in your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Well, so go ahead, Ben. To lead so us at, off at the end of twenty-three. Paul made it to Caesarea. Caesarea. I keep wanting to say Caesarea. <laughs> Caesarea, and he was placed uh, under guard, and he's awaiting his case to be heard. So, five days later, his case was heard. Mm-hmm. They uh, they said he is. Well, the Jews, the the Ananias, people who's, yeah, the, the the head, the head, the high priest, sorry, and yeah, the, Tertullus, right, right. the they, lawyer, and the, and the Jewish elders and all that. They're they're saying that you know he's a troublemaker. He's the ringleader of of the way the Jesus followers. Um, he says, uh, Paul says that he was just in Jerusalem. I think it said like ten days or something before before this encounter, um, and says that they can't prove that he started any trouble. Then he said that he had uh, that he was a follower follower of the way. Then Paul claims that he believes the same thing everyone else. Um, else does you know he believes the old testament and all you know and and that he's made no trouble and then felix ended the proceedings paul was still under guard but he had breathing room and he could uh have friends come and bring him i guess food and what you know whatever he needed because he is like under house arrest is kind of how i i see um Felix sent for Paul many times, hoping that he would try to like to bribe him to to set himself free, but Paul never did that, and and that went on for about two two years. Um, and Felix's wife was it mentions that Felix's wife was also a Jew. It it said Julette or something like that in in my Bible, but um. And then Felix pretty much was relieved of command, and he left Paul still in jail, kind of like as a favor to the Jews. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, that's that's that, twenty four right there. Yeah, but I want to jump back a but, little bit. Right. Oh, go, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, what what I found interesting is Paul. You you know any any man would kind of like you know maybe I can bribe bribe this guy. I don't want to be in jail no more, but but he didn't. He didn't take the easy route. You know what I mean? He he. I, the way I feel, is he knew that God had a plan, and wherever he was gonna be, he's gonna be. 
And so he's like, well, I'll just do my time here and see what happens. Um, but, you know, I just kind of, he, he had the faith in, in God that whatever is going to happen is going to happen, that he wasn't going to try to, out of his own means, try to, uh, I was done. All right. So I, I want to go back to that first part when you're talking about, you know, Ananias shows up, lawyer, and they present their charges right. against Paul to Felix. And it and it's pretty interesting that, you know, what is what do they accuse him of, right? They, they accuse him to be a troublemaker. Right. And, and constantly stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world, right? They're, they're saying all these things. He's the ringleader of the cult. And they called it a cult, yeah. Known as the Nazarenes. So they're calling it a cult, first of all. And it's pretty amazing when you listen to Paul. And I actually just want to read well, a couple. It also says, furthermore, he tried to desecrate the temple when when he was when we well, were arresting him. They accused him of bringing a Gentile into the temple, which Paul didn't do. Right. That's what, and if we go back a little further, that's one of the things that they were talking about, the desecration of the temple. But. I want to just read a couple of verses because I, I think it's important. I'm going to read 10 through 21 real quick here. The governor then meant, or motioned for Paul to speak. Paul said, I know, sir, that you have been a judge of Jewish affairs for many years, so I gladly present my defense before you. You can quickly discover that I arrived in Jerusalem no more than 12 days ago to worship at the temple. My accusers never found me arguing with anyone in the temple, nor stirring up a riot in any synagogue or on the streets of the city. These men cannot prove the things that they accuse me of doing. But I admit that I follow the way, which they call a cult. I worship the God of our ancestors. And I firmly believe the Jewish law and everything written in the prophets. I have the same hope in God that these men have, that he will raise both the righteous and the unrighteous. Because of this, I always try to maintain a clear conscience before God and all people. After several years away, I returned to Jerusalem with money to aid my people to offer sacrifices to God. My accusers saw me in the temple as I was completing a purification ceremony there was no crowd around me no rioting but some jews from the province of asia were there and they ought to be here to bring charges if they have anything against me ask these men here what crime for i'm sorry ask these men here what crime the jewish council found me guilty of except for the one time i shouted i am on trial before you today because i believe in the resurrection of the dead so when we go through that and we look what he's saying, first of all, Ben brought that up. He believes the law. He, he believes in everything the prophet said. He, he, he's, I, he's been a Pharisee his whole life. So we see all he that know, there. He knows it more than most. But the, way, the thing I love about Paul, and I think this is where I think it's so important that we see this, and we see this throughout um, the New Testament, especially when we're talking about Paul, he was such a good speaker. And you always see that he relates to the people, right? He relates to them and, and tr finds a similarity, shows, look, we're the same person. This is the only difference we have. And he points it out multiple times. He says, the only difference that I have is that the things that the law is preaching, that saying that we're waiting for Messiah, I believe that's come, that yeah. that's happened. It's here. They just, haven't, they just don't see it that way. So the whole thing that they're preaching about, that's all I'm celebrating, is that that time has come. I mean, it's pretty amazing when you, when you listen to him and the way that he handles that. And I think it's, when you look at this too, and, and you think about he's, how, how passionate did these Pharisees have to be? And we'll see it again as we go through this, but they traveled, right? They traveled all the way there to Caesarea, to bring their charges against them. You'll see that years later, when we'll get to that in a little bit, they do it again, over and over again. Just to, This guy's been in prison the whole time, but you come and want him killed because of what? 
Well, I think it goes back to even we'll go to Jesus, right? They wanted him dead because, I mean, obviously some of them believed that Jesus was the Messiah. That was the whole Old Testament's pointing to. But it's also kind of, I mean, it's like, well, if this is the Messiah, then everything that we've worked for, the control, mm-hmm. the power that I have as the Pharisee and the the Majesty and all all this stuff is gone. So we need to kill them. So we can we can keep our power. It, it's they're playing politics is what they're doing. I think that's happening. And that's of it. the same thing happening to Paul is Paul's going out and he's getting traction. And they're going, whoa, we gotta, we gotta knock this off, or we're not gonna have as much pull and power that we have, you know, because they're talking to the Rome Roman Empire right now. Yeah, you know, they're not free. They're still, I wouldn't say they're slaves, but they're they're conquered people at this moment. They, I mean, it's just like any any battlefield. We, you know, I was in Iraq. We. The people did their thing. We didn't control, you know. They obviously, we worked with the Iraqi police and the Iraqi military. Say, hey, your guys can't be throwing rocks at us. You can't, you know. There's certain things that we won't tolerate. But other than that, you can do your thing. You can live your life. Go to work. We're not going to bother you. We're here looking for the bad guys. You know, whatever. So, so it it's looking at it in that aspect. It's like the the Israelites they they were able to conduct life as normal as long as they paid their taxes. Pretty much, that was it. As long as they paid their taxes and didn't give the ruling class, you know, whoever was over the territory at that time, trouble. As long as they didn't have trouble, the the military left them alone, which I'm sure, just like any, you know, you had your bad apples that would do things to people, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then they're saying, hey, you know, we, we got to take this before the Romans so we can kill them. But, but the Romans says, hey, you can't kill them unless we find guilt in them first. Then we'll then we'll turn them over to you, just like um, Jesus. Well, just like Jesus did, yeah. So I, well, I agree. I agree that that's. I would think that's probably, and I don't disagree with that at all. I think that that's a big part of it, and I think that oh, that was maybe in, at least how it initially started. But when you see he's in prison for, or imprisoned, for how long? You know, for years where he's in that area, and and he is called back by them over and over and over again, you know, to talk to Festus and to talk to Felix and all these other people and later Agrippa. And we see him talking to these people, but he's still, and he's always witnessing. Paul's always using his testimony. That's what I love about Paul. Paul will use his testimony. He goes back and tells the things about how, how, you know, how Jesus, you know, uh, uh, blinded him in in the road and told him he was persecuting him. I know Well, we actually are way past that part. But he tells everybody those things. But what I think is what we see is that he's in prison for all this time. You know, the Jews leave, go back to Jerusalem. They're doing their thing and, and, and going on. You would think they would just say, okay, Paul's, he's controlled. He's arrested. He's arrested. He's yep. there. So at that point. I, I think he still has, Paul still has political power because he's not locked in a dungeon. But I don't think that's the full thing. What, I, what I'm trying to get to is say that the whole point is I think they felt conviction. They felt they knew what he was doing. It wasn't wrong. They knew it wasn't and, wrong. And it, and it might be that. And I think they I felt. I see that too. Like, that is part of it. I do believe what you said. I 100% there's, believe there's that. There's a sin that you don't want to let go of. So... You try everything you can to make it not feel bad when you do it or, you know, whatever it might be. And that's kind of like they knew, oh, crap, we just killed the son of God. I think some of them did. And and they're like, nope, we got we to gotta end this because this guy keeps talking. He's, he's 
stabbing us every time, you know, just that gut punch. But I think that his words, because he wasn't always necessarily saying negative things about them. He was just telling his witness and his testimony about Jesus. He said, the only thing that I'm guilty of is saying that I believe in the resurrection of the dead. He right. said, that's the only thing. And that's what they're mad about, because that would prove Christ. this is the son of God. Yeah. This is a God right. thing. They didn't want to believe that, like you said, partially because of their station. But I also believe that they felt and when when somebody tells you something that you don't want to hear, but it's the truth, it, it hurts eats you alive. Oh, yeah. And and, and, and you I fight think, back. Yes. And I think that's exactly what they were going through. That's like a, a argument with your wife or or, or <laughs> I mean, it's true. No, you you're know, right. Girlfriend, whatever, you know, your spouse, they tell you the truth and you don't like it. So you just like lash back. And then that's when when we always say the things that we wish we never said, you know, it's that it's that lashing back, trying to mm -hmm. make ourselves feel better. But it never does. It never does. But I'd say and then going a little further, kind of into what you said, you said uh, Felix and Drusilla's wife, you know, they'd call Paul all the time. Oh, yeah. And Paul would sit there and witness them. He's preaching. God is using him even when he's in his. His uh, darkest hour, if you want to call it that, he's in prison. He's, you know, everything that he's, he knows that God's still going to use him because he's already been told that he has to go to Rome. He's already been told that. Right. And, and that's, that's kind of like I said here, it, it's, it's, he knows that this, this is kind of where he has to be. Mm -hmm. So bribe, bribing Felix ain't going to help anything. I mean, if anything, it might get him put to death right then. I mean, it might, you know, oh, you're going to well, bribe me. But that takes it out of God's hands. It does, yeah. You, it's him you, trying to do his own thing. Yes. And and also, it says that Felix let these conversations happen so, to try to get him to see if he mm -hmm. would bribe him. So I don't know if that was maybe Felix wanting money or if it was something that I now can find guilt in you because you just tried to bribe me. Or, you know, it's, I don't, I don't really, it don't really say, but. What I think is cool, and if you think it about it. It could be either way, I guess. What happens when we get up to heaven and Felix is sitting there and he's like, and he's like, you know what? Because I talked to Paul those times. I yeah. turn, it says that he, he was familiar with the way. Yeah. You know, when Paul said he was a follower of the way, it says Felix was familiar of with the way. So right. what happens? We get up to heaven and, and, and he's sitting there and because of Paul's faith, it, even in his worst hour, he's sitting there and he's preaching and he's doing yeah, what God wanted to do. It might be years later. Felix is like, you know what? He, but he's he married been, to a Jew woman. But he could have been so, sitting there. Yeah. He could have been sitting there and said that that, you know, I'm in prison. This sucks. You know what? I screw it. But you know what? No, he's doing exactly what God wants him to do. He's still witnessing, even when things are bad. And I think that's important in our life. We sit there. We all have bad days at work. But guess what? That's not in prison with the Roman government. True. If you have a bad day at work and you're sitting there and you take it out on somebody, just think Paul in that same time was witnessing about his faith and how amazing God and how I amazing mean, Jesus think, is. Just think of the guards, all the guards that watched him. You know he is talking to them. All the time. I mean... Just the people that would come around that if he was free, he wouldn't intermingle with them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's well, just you go. And it's not the only one because you look at Peter when the when the um, the prison broke, you know, and the guard was going right. to kill himself when the when the earthquake opened all the cell doors. He thought and he's like, no, we're all still here. And that and guard. Yep. He's like, don't kill yourself. <laughs> we're still here. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, and that we're not guard, going nowhere. That day became, a, you know, what we call a Christian. He yeah. became a follower right that day. And it's just unbelievable to see that and see how God works in these crazy ways. And to think that that, this isn't just a story to tell you, oh, look, you know, these people were blessed by God and, you know, they could do things that you can't. That's not the point. The point is the, this is your life. You can do these same things. You can change people the same way. You have to just show God through the way you act, through the way that you are, through how you interact with people. And that is the same way. The, we can be a witness there. You know, it always talks to that verse where it says, you know, whatever you do for the least of these, my brothers, you've done for me. It's the same thing. 
Paul's living that way. Well, Paul's got the Holy Spirit just like we do. Mm-hmm. He's probably got more knowledge of the Old Testament than we does. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, if you look at it, he was a traveling preacher. He was. I just, he, he was he was the first Billy Graham. I love well, I love how he, you know, well, actually, I think we'll get to that part in a minute. Well, let's go a little further here. Um, we uh, just just remember, I think the important part is here is that you look at Felix and you think, you know, you never know when you could plant a seed. Right. Yeah, it doesn't say directly there that that Felix. I mean, we don't know. Believed and so, he went to heaven. Right. It doesn't say that. But you just never know when you could plant a seed yep. with somebody. And all it does is you plant that seed, and guess what? The next person, maybe they'll be the one watering that seed. And the next person after that will keep watering it, and then it'll grow, and it'll turn into amazing faith. You just never know. But anyway. With so much division in the body of Christ, it's important to come to one accord when you can. That's why most denominations agree that the Better Insurance Agency is the right choice for your insurance needs. At the Better Insurance Agency, we care enough about your home and auto insurance to push through doctrinal disputes. Because when it comes to the gift of good coverage, there's no cessation here. So head to the www.thebetterquote.com to begin switching to the Better Insurance Agency, currently available only in Virginia and Tennessee. You want to jump into uh, 25? 25. So three days after taking over, so Festus took over for Felix. Um, Festus traveled up to Jerusalem. The Jewish leaders, as before, want, but they wanted Paul moved to Jerusalem, so they could. It says so they could ambush him, kind of on on the trail. So I think they're just trying to knock him off. Um, but Festus said, "You come down, come down back with me, and and bring your charges." Um if there is any. So after about, it says after about eight to 10 days, Festus went back to Caesarea. Caesarea. I keep trying to call it Caesarea or Caesarea. Rotisserie. Totally not. Rotisserie. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. (laughs) We're having Mexican. She's making tacos later. Mm. Anyways, side note. Um, and the next day, so the day after he they, they got back, he held court and called Paul in. And the Jews again made their claims that they couldn't prove. And Paul says he wants to stand in front of Caesar, pretty much. He he claims, because wasn't Paul a Roman also? Mm-hmm. A Roman so, citizen. So, so him being a Roman citizen, he had the power to say, it's kind of saying, hey, these local courts ain't happening. I want to go to the Supreme Court, kind of. Th- you know, it's it's kind of kind of a little bit how for our justice system you would just work your way up to courts. So he he, he says he wants to sit in front of Caesar. Um. He then says, if I'm not found gu- or he then says if I'm not if I'm found guilty for something that deserves death. That he would he would not refuse to die, so he's saying, "Look, I want to go to Caesar, and if Caesar says that I should die for whatever y'all say I've done, then I'll then I'll go." So I mean that's, you know, and like we said before, God told him you got to go to Rome. So um, so to Caesar he went, and then. King Agrippa, Agrippa. Mm-hmm. came for a few days. So I think he was just traveling through. And he stopped by, you know, where where they're at. And Festa talked to the king about Paul. And then the king wanted to hear from Paul. So the next day, they all met up and Paul was brought in. That's the end of 25. But once again, I think here, you know, he's getting jerked around you know the the jews have which i guess this is a new guy festus Mm -hmm. but surely festus or um felix felix you know i'm sure he had notes or whatever about this is why this guy's here and this guy you know Mm -hmm. festus had to know kind of why 
Um, but he just went up to Jerusalem probably to play politics. You know, hey, I'm the new governor, whatever role he plays, you know. And uh, he, he got ambushed by the Jewish leaders. Um, but but it shows shows you that Paul, his his determination of getting to Rome. God said he had a, you know, this is what I want you to do, so he's on a mission. You know, he's he's getting, and Paul was a smart man. You know, I'm sure everybody can agree that Paul was a smart man. So it's it's one of them like, okay, God, you got me in this situation, and I'm supposed to go to Rome. So what's the easiest way to get to Rome? He's a Roman citizen, so he invokes his, I guess Roman ability to to be seen by Caesar in court, which is you know so that gets him to Rome. So that's that's kind of what I took took from this, and you know, and then it's um, where Festus was like, "Well, come back with me, and if you can if you can make make your you know your what well, what do you say?" Your claims stick. You know, if you've got decent enough claims, I'll bring them to you, and y'all can do have your way with them. Kind of, you know, you can kill them. I'll let you judge them how you, how you see fit. But obviously, well, we ain't got to that part yet. That's next chapter. So looking at that, same way, beginning at 25, when you see that whole thing where they ask Festus, like you said, um, to transfer him back to Jerusalem for a trial. And it, it says that they were planning to ambush and kill him on the way. A couple very, very important points here. These are the religious leaders of the Jewish people in Jerusalem, which would have been like kind of like if you're a, a Pharisee, like, you know, there, there would be Pharisees around each town in different places, you know, at, at different synagogues, whatever, um, around. But, you know, the temple at Jerusalem, like that would have that would have been a pretty high station, I would assume. So I mean, it would have been. But these Pharisees were planning, or Pharisees, but religious leaders were planning to kill Paul. People who know the Old Testament better than anybody else, and the Ten Commandments are something they read out of the Torah. Right. It says thou shalt not kill. And they're trying they want to kill him for absolutely nothing that they could that they could deem as a actionable offense. Well, see, that's that's where it comes also as they're so desperate to kill him. They're willing to go to that extreme. But that just shows you the I once again say the conviction that they have that they can't that it's just eating them up alive that he, cause this is two years later. They want to kill him. He's been, he's been, Oh yeah. He's been years. arrested for two years. Yeah. And they want to still kill, find a way to ambush and kill him when he's not been, he's not been there. He's not been in their temple. He's not been doing anything in Jerusalem. He's not there. I can tell you right now, which I'm sure this person hasn't pissed me off. Like Paul has pissed them off. But the people I was mad at two years ago, I couldn't tell you their name. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> and that's and that's where but this is where it's just interesting that you we look at it that way. But um once again I, I just think that's so much it just speaks to how they I mean the passion, the anger they felt. And I think it's a little bit about how um you know, uh, we could look at this and, and po- it doesn't say this, but possibly you could look at it in the way of, of how Judas was with Jesus. Right. It said Satan entered him and then he went and did what he had to do. He went and made his deal. So these people, these these high ranking uh, religious leaders. This could have been, you know, and I most likely was some kind of demonic attack at the same time. They're getting that little voice on their shoulder telling, you need to get rid of this dude. You need to, this has got to go. This is not going to happen. This ain't going to fly. This ain't good for you. This you is exactly why him. Judas, for money, betrayed Jesus. Right. Because he's got the little voice on his shoulder saying, hey, you got it. You got to get rid of this guy. And so when they're doing this, and we can't have any, you know, and of course, what does Satan want? 
he doesn't want the word of God to spread. He doesn't want more believers. He's he's combating that. So I think he's using these people and these circumstances to. Well, he's trying to kill it before it got started. Yeah, exactly. Well, he, before it got. He tried killing Jesus when he was a baby. He tried, you know, he mm-hmm. thought he killed Jesus on the cross. And now he's trying to kill the following. Yeah. And, it, and it's all, you know, anyways. No, you're spot on. That it, it's all about. So I look at it as in Satan knows his fate. He knows the Bible. I'm sure like we can read the Bible. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's he's heard it read in churches as he's sitting there trying to destroy the church. So he knows what's written, what his fate's going to be. So what he's trying to do, the way I look at it is. As many souls that he can rob from God, the better off he is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a kid throwing a tantrum. Well, if I can't have them, then you can't have them either. But. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. I just, I think it's, I think that's, you see too, I think, and I would think too after, you know, Paul hanging with Festus, hanging with Felix and, and talking to them and witnessing you know, I think Paul's a pretty smart guy. Um, you kind of see how, like well, I said, he's always he's always witnessing. He's always going through these things. I think Paul kind of knew where he was was, and I don't know for sure, but because he knew that God hadn't finished his purpose for him, that he was safe in that regard. But when we get a little further along, we we know. I think Paul would have known that at some point that you know he's sitting there. And and they they really had nothing on them. These leaders aren't sending them back to Jerusalem because they know there's really no reason for this guy to right. die. They've said it numerous times, but he still appeals to Caesar to go to Rome he because has to go to Rome because God already told him. Yeah. So I just think that's cool to see that go through and see that he's doing God's will and bidding. You know. And and I also wonder, and and this just kind of hit me right now, is I wonder if Paul. Because, you know, Paul's been around the block a couple times. He knows these Pharisees and all these leaders that's after him. Because they used to be cohorts together. So, I think Paul knows that if he's set free, he'll be killed. Some, or at least attempted multiple times. Yeah. So, which way is the best way to Rome? Under the Roman protection of being a, you know, a prisoner. Because well, if he's out on the road walking yeah. by himself, he's, you can, I mean, there's probably a million places to ambush him from there to Rome. So. Yeah. I think in the end, he's trusting God no matter what, obviously. Right. And he's, well, I'm just he's saying, gonna I think get he's there. also using his brain to, oh, he's, you know, like, okay. Incredibly well, This would be the, the best, the best route to get to Rome. Yeah. No, I, that makes sense. I mean, he God said he has to go to Rome, so he'll make it to Rome. But God didn't say that you're going to make it to Rome in one piece. So <laughs> that is true. He might be crawling to Rome if he was out on his own. It's only a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. I've been stoned 18 times on the way here. Those My rocks, head hurts. Those rocks hurt. <laughs> My headache won't go away now. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, on to, let's jump 26. on to 26. So, King Agrippa, well, they all gather the next day. Um, they send for Paul again, and so Paul's sitting in there. And King Agrippa gives Paul permission to speak for himself. And th- this here's, and, and Paul plays politics a little bit. You know, um, he gives all the... The customs of, inter, you know, talking to the the leaders who's there, mm-hmm. you know, giving giving them their little their little boost, ego trip boost, but um, Paul tells about his upbringing and how how he was a Pharisee. He goes on to say he was convinced that he should do all that was possible. To oppose the name of Jesus. And which he did. 
just that in Jerusalem. He put many people in prison. And when it come time, I guess, to say yay or nay, do they die or live, he always voted to condemn them to death, um, which is also why many, many Christians, for say, the followers of the way, were kind of uneasy with them at first, you know, because they knew he was always out to get them. Even went to foreign cities to persecute them, he said. And then he tells about the road to Damascus. Mm-hmm. About a bright light come down, and he heard heard God, you know, the voice, heard a voice, and Paul says, uh, you know, who is, or it says, Paul, Paul, why do you persecute me? And Paul asks, who are you, Lord? So, you know, he obviously knew it was something of high power. And he says, Jesus the one you per er, yeah, the one you persecute. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus whom you are persecuting. Um, and then which I didn't write down everything Jesus said, but he says, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me and tell them that I will show you in the future. Or tell, tell them what I will show you in the future. And I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I'm sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so so many turn from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness of their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set, who are set apart by faith in me. Right? So he just flat out told them, mm-hmm. you know. Well, this, yeah, I mean, this is, he's recounting this for I don't know how many times now. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. this is, this story, I guarantee well, I mean, this he's is, told this Felix, like his, he's told Festus. This is yeah, his testimony. Yeah. And he's using this and showing, this is, you know, I used to do, I all used the to dirty kill work. all these people, yeah. And now, look what, uh, look how changed I am because of right. what God's done. So Paul then says to the king, he, uh, he was not, you know, he said that he was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. Like, hey, you know, this is what God said, so I'm going to do it. Uh, he goes on saying, uh, he is just telling the people what the prophet said would happen um, is, you know, the prof- prophets, which is talking about, you know, Christ. And then at that point, Festus cuts Paul off and calls him crazy. But he also, um, that's kind of, oh, no, I got another page. I was about to say. <laughs> and, and then Paul says uh, to King Agrippe, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. So he's like calling them out, you know. And then, obviously, being a king. Then Agrippe said, in this short time, do you think you can persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul says he that he prays for everyone to follow Christ. Um, then the king and the one sitting with him, you know, that came with him, they got up and left the room, and then they were discussing amongst themselves. And he said, uh, as as they were talking, they said, this man did, has done nothing for death. And then King Agrippa said to Fe- Festus, if he would not have, pretty much if he wouldn't appealed to Caesar, they would have been able to set him free. Mm-hmm. But he had to get to Rome. Well, it's pretty cool that you see that because, you know, King Agrippa is right there. And, and like you said, he interrupted him and said, can you persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? It it, it shows you that King Agrippa and, and Paul saw it. Paul saw that he's like he there, there's there's the seed being planted. Right. The seeds there. Did it happen right then? Did King Agrippa walk out of there saved? No, but. Who knows what happened down the right. road? But I also look at it kind of like, 
Paul called them out. And then so the King Agrippa had to be like, whoa, 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 dude. Just just because we've talked for a little bit don't mm-hmm. mean you can sway me that easy. And he might already been swayed. But but the, the way I read it was like, you know, it's like you're calling somebody out in front of their friends. You know, like, like the little love stories. You know what I mean? The girl likes the kind of geeky guy. And then he goes, you know, hey, girl. I don't know. Hey, Susan. You know, are we going to go out? Are we going to go out for dinner tonight? She's like, in front of her friends, you know, ooh, I wouldn't go out to eat with you. You know, kind of because she don't want to. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I took it a little bit. I might be totally well, wrong. Well, it's hard but, because, you know, we don't have the inflection. We don't right. have the, the, the exact well, conversation, it, it how it, it was there. Go, yeah. it, and it doesn't. But I, you look at this, and I think that the most important thing we can see from these three chapters, and actually a lot of Acts when we go through it, because, like I said, I love this, my favorite book. But when we go through Acts and you see this, Paul especially, in, and he's in turmoil more times than not, like you said, he's been stoned seventy-five times. Um, and, 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 and if he if he <laughs> went to Rome on his own, it'd be one hundred and twenty. It'd more. be one hundred twenty-one. Yeah, but there are all more, these different more. things <laughs> that have happened to him. It's been terrible. He's been run out of cities. There's all these different things that have happened. They've asked him to leave. They've, you know, they've forced him to leave. They've tried to arrest him. They've tried to ambush and kill him. I mean, this dude literally has been through it all in just a short period of time. And it, you see that through all that, he's still witnessing. He's still giving his testimony. And I, I can't reiterate enough. I'm sorry you had a bad day today because somebody called you a mean name at work. You it, ain't been stoned and drug out of a city. Exactly. It, I mean, if you have, I feel for you. But, you know, this. <laughs> look at the things that he went through, and yet he's still proclaiming God's truth and wisdom because he knows and actually i saw one of the best little somebody i think posted in our group the other day but it was a really interesting way of looking at things and i don't remember the whole sketch but i remember this guy had a a really long rope and on the very tip of the rope he had um red tape for about the first three inches he said look at this red tape on the end of this rope this is your life on earth this is the section that we concentrate on as, as humanity. I said, that, and he goes, look at the rest of this rope. It just keeps going and going and going. We're worried about this little section when everything we should do here should be talking about this for everybody else. Everything we do here determines the rest of that. And it's so important. And you see that Paul sees that. He's trying to spread that. And that's one of the things that he said there. After uh, Agrippa said to him, do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? He says, whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone in this audience might become the same as I am, except for these chains. <laughs> That's just right. Like even even sitting there in prison, chained up and they haven't been chains, even bringing them into this uh, into just seeing the king that he's still witnessing for God. It's just such an amazing and powerful testimony that we see. And uh, kind of a cool part, too, going a little further back. You know, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Ah, that's that's a relief. You know, the Gentiles. Now, Paul's the apostle of the Gentiles. And we we, uh, have talked about that before. Apostle literally just translates into a messenger. So he's a messenger. Guess what? Apostles are people who are spreading the news about God. They're messengers from God that are going out and spreading the good word. Be God's apostle. Go out, spread the word, plant those seeds just like Paul's doing. Always, always look for the next opportunity to be positive say something uplifting show god through how you act how you live how you 
portray yourself every day. Always think, you know, and I, I know you go back and people probably think it's tacky, but those those bracelets that everybody used to wear, the WWJD, if you were in a, a, a bi, like a Sunday school, I guarantee some Sunday school teacher gave you one of those at one point. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And think about that. When you're going to do something or getting mad about something or, or, or somebody's really bothering you or, or getting under your skin, think about how Jesus responded. Think about how Paul responded. Think about how Peter responded. Look at all this stuff through Acts and how they, even in the midst of, of being stoned and, and imprisoned and all these things, they are still proclaiming the good news because guess what? That's their hope. Right? What is First Peter 3.15? We've said it a million times. But always be able to defend the reason for the hope that you have, but do so with gentleness and respect. Don't come back at somebody with anger. Don't come back at somebody with this, that, or the other thing. Come at them with love. Show them the love of God. Show them what, what, we, can, what we can do to, to help them through hard times. Show them that we always have that faith even when we're struggling. Yeah, a, pers- a person who's yelling at you, you know, we'll just say an atheist or whoever, the old saying, kill him with kindness. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're like, I understand, but God still loves you, and I pray for, I'm going to pray for you every day. I mean, wh- what can what can the guy say? You just disarmed him. <laughs> yeah, he can start cra- saying crazy stuff, but then it just, you know, what can he really say? And so, but yeah. Well, and I pray for every one of you out there that you find that opportunity in your life to reach out and touch somebody in the same way, that you plant that seed in somebody and that we keep spreading God's word out to everybody that you come in contact with. But pray for that opportunity in your day that God puts somebody in your way that you can affect that way. And don't be trying to ambush people on the side of the road. Yeah, not cool. But anyhow, y'all. Keep digging, keep praying. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Dig Bible Podcast, the place where you can't lean on a shovel and pray for a hole. You gotta dig. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Keep digging.